got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. What does a lava lamp, the Turkish ambassador to Sweden, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have in common? We have no idea. That's why we're the dummies. Welcome to Dummies with Wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. (sighs) How are ya? Oh, you know. Just, you know. Yeah, same. Honestly. Oh, man. What world problem are we solving today? So one of our listeners, uh, Josh, wrote in a question for us. Thank you, Josh. We finally have a listener's question rather than just coming up with one ourselves. Um, Josh asked, do we need to biblically follow every little law and regulation, such as speed limits, setting off fireworks, you know, those kind of laws? Cool. Yeah, thanks, Josh. That's a good question. Um, That's not an easy question, though. Uh, I will say, um, you know, do your thing. Just if there's cops around, just don't speed. Same with robbing a bank. You know, don't do it while the cops are there. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. (laughs) So let me me at least point this out. Everything that we would point to in the Bible, I would argue is not at least an outright answer as to what this means. I think one of the first, uh, one of the first scripture references people would probably look at uh, would be First John three four. Uh, that's where it says that everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Hmm. Obviously, you know it's the Bible, so we're not going to argue against that. That'd be kind of counterintuitive to our podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we do it though. <laughs> uh, this is your uh, square and the rectangle thing going on here. It says sin is lawlessness. That doesn't mean that lawlessness is sin. You know, like the square and the rectangle. And th- it's not saying that either. I, I don't I mean you can maybe make an argument against that the way I, I'm looking at it right now. There's there's nothing there that I would say that that verse, at least especially. That's not to say that that lawlessness can't be sin. But looking at that verse, I don't see that as being the... Uh, um, like an A equals B, therefore B equals A kind of thing. I don't see it. Yeah. That, that doesn't look like it says to me that lawlessness is sin. It's saying that sin is lawlessness. I look at like just the question itself. I look at some of those things as like, they're like, they're little, like little details like in life that just have parameters set around it. I don't know if like a lot of people even have an understanding. So that would kind of go into like your lawlessness, like, like what, like what you just pointed out, like, I think there also has to be like an at least a level of understanding that like if you are speeding like an understanding that like going 46 and a 45 is breaking a like law that has been set by some governing authority and it's like that understanding that would drive you to either say that that is like a sin or not a sin if that makes sense. While you were talking your nonsense, I, I, I looked up some knowledge here. <laughs> Perfect. Um, not, not to nerd all out, but the, uh, the, the Greek word that's translated lawlessness in that verse um, is translated in other places or can also mean um, <laughs> violation of law. Wow. Um, <laughs> it can also mean iniquity, sin, wicked, or wickedness. 
So it's not talking about, hmm. I mean, not, not essentially talking about laws as they pertain to our government. It's saying that sin is wickedness. Right. And I, which could also be translated lawlessness. Like they're, they're synonymous. So it's not, it's not saying that sin makes you a legal criminal. It's saying right. that sin makes you a wicked entity. Which were already wicked ent- entities to begin with, correct? Being sinful people with a sinful nature. Yeah, I'm just thinking because the connotation would be that wicked would be a step beyond just normal sinfulness. I mean, you think of like Hitler is wicked. You don't typically say Billy Graham was wicked. I mean... You obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, are we not called like wicked at heart? Basically, if you were to sum up the like God's interpretation of the human heart as wicked, but then I'd, I'd even argue after that, like if you're a believer, you're no longer a wicked person. Like your identity has been changed at that point too. Correct. De- you may have wicked tendencies. Depends. Depends you may on have the context. Simple wicked ten. Yeah. But like because your heart it's, like, it's like the whole now, um, sinner versus saint mentality. Right. When you die to sin and, and raised with Christ, you are then called a saint. But that doesn't mean you're no longer a sinner, but you're referred to as a saint. So, I mean, it, it do just depend on what kind of context you're talking about. Because are we still Fair. sinners? Yes, but we're deemed saints. But that doesn't mean that we're not sinful saints. So, we're, we're sinful saints, but... I mean, in the eyes of the Lord, that sinfulness part has been put on the sacrifice of the Lord. So in his eyes, we are made clean, right? So right. for all intents and purposes, for what is like truly meaningful and important, and what matters in the end is we are made right, no longer wicked, right? In the end, meaning after like, death, when we go, like full consummation? Well, even now, like... At this point, our trajectory is forever with the Lord. Yes. Like, we have been renewed. But where I think this might actually relate to what we're talking about is there's this underlining aspect of where we can learn from our mistakes. We're still on this earth in our bodies. So in, an, in that aspect, we still have these wicked tendencies. And thus, there are still parameters around our world that are given from governments that are given from cultural structures, family structures or, and whatnot to kind of keep in parameter. Like they put rules to keep that wickedness at bay. Does that kind of make sure. sense? So if we're going to put in these little minute details, maybe the argument could be what is like that speed limit protecting from like, what is the purpose of that law? Like, and it's like for all, Okay, so how about this? So the government puts in a speed limit law, right, because of research and scientific whatever they do, and it said that uh, if you go... Hang on, okay, you're not even letting no, me finish. Hey, yo, 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 yo. No, no, you're going to no, like where no, I go. You're going to like where I go. You cannot argue that a that an interstate highway in Ohio has to have a 70-mile-an-hour speed limit, but one in Montana can have 80 and then he that's didn't all based let me on finish that. I wasn't even saying that was the point. Yeah. You said that they're based on science and whatnot. 
Well, that's what they do base it off of. I'm not saying that it's correct science. Doesn't science not, you were, by nature? Here, shut up. Let me finish my topic. <laughs> so, say so. You're gonna like where I'm going with this. Just hush. So, <laughs> the speed limit made by somebody who's apparently smart or whatnot. I don't know who made it. <laughs> yeah, right. They say if you go 46 and a 45, that you're like statistically more probable to get an accident or harm someone else or kill someone or whatever so we're going to make this 45 mile an hour thing right and that would be the parameter if that makes sense that would be the parameter for that rule of why that is there then that's the moral dilemma if that was a a quantifiable actual statistical truth i would agree with you but well then why is there a rule to begin with like what bat what what backs up someone saying that you have to go 45 on an interstate or what backs up someone saying they have to wear a mask mandate someone culturally or wherever has said this is a rule that we're putting in place because of such reason that we believe is going to have x consequence if you either follow it or don't follow it but that doesn't mean that that is necessarily the logic that would make sense my point being just because someone made a law or made a rule or whatever doesn't mean that it was logically that the conclusion was came to oh, come to logically. I'm not saying and that, anyone that there's was any logical reason anything. behind it. I mean, like thinking about even like the tax code. Like logical is the wrong word to probably use. Some of it is logical to an extent. Like there is a logical pattern to it, whether it's flawed or unflawed. But like someone put something somewhere. Wow, Whether they had to wisdom. or not. I mean, that's what we're here for. But, like, sure, say the, say the I don't know, random road out, in, like, highway out in Utah goes up to, like, 80. They probably honestly were, like, no one's out here. Throw 80 on it. But, like, I mean, if, if you're going to look at it, there you don't even probably have to look at anything. If you were to go nine, above 80 and the highway were to turn, you might have to slow down or... If there was anything other than a perfectly dry day, you might go off the road. Like, you might. Don't you just hate when you're driving on a highway through Utah and there's suddenly a right angle? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the mountains. There could be. Now that we have our uh, theology straightened out on why speed limits exist, why don't we actually get to the question? <laughs> okay, but no, no, okay, but seriously, though. Do you... I'm not saying that, like... I'm just saying that those limits, mo- I think, for mo- the most part... At least, okay, let's, let's say, let's frame it to where somewhere that it would actually be enforced. There is a, at least somewhat of a reason, whether it's logical or unlogical, that there is a speed limit there. The fact that we have speed limits. Yeah. Like, there is a reason we have them there. Yeah, but that, that doesn't pertain to the question. Well, it does, because you have to, like, if you're going to say that, if we're going to try to make a decision on whether or not this is, it is simple or unsimple to run a speed limit, you have to, like, what's the moral reason for that being there? But my point is, regardless of if there's a reason for it or not, the question still remains because there are laws that make no sense. Like, I mean, look up, look up, look up uh, funny laws on on Google. I mean, you find ones that like you, there's still a law that like you can't run a herd of sheep down. Uh, um, oh, is it Hollywood Boulevard? Is that what it's called? <laughs> We're all like, like the main like you can't run a herd of sheep down there. There's another one like. You can't be a salesman from your bathtub on a Sunday or something. Like, all these laws that make no absolutely no sense. The, uh, what's it, Kentucky? You can go down 
the wrong way on a one way if you have a lantern on the front of your car. Okay, but my, my point being, regardless of if there is a point or not, the question still remains. Because the point isn't the, the question isn't does it make sense to follow the law? The the question is biblically, do I have to follow that law? That I guess that's the roundabout point I'm making is like there is a law there. Therefore, like, do we need to follow that? Like, what do we think of the fact that there is a law there? Like, what is the what is our backing? Okay, then let me the then, then let me then let me let me push it then even farther so that that I can just completely uh, uh, blow up your point. Uh, <laughs> if a speed limit says thirty five, legally I could be pulled over for going thirty six. Yeah. So the question would be, can I drive 36 and a 35, or am I biblically required to obey that speed limit and not exceed it at all? If you're physically actually going 36 in spite of the 35 for no other reason, <laughs> like, I don't know, in my, maybe that's just how my mind works. I'm like, if I'm going to get pulled over for this, am I going to feel morally obligated to feel bad and repent because of the reason that 35 is there? Now, I will say this. If I got pulled over and, like, speeding i don't know say i was going 30 and like a 25 in like a residential area and there's kids around and i got pulled over yeah sure i might actually go home and be like all right i'm a piece of crap like there is a legit reason why i should go slower with a bunch of kids around who could literally dive in front of my car at any point yeah and you don't want to get blood on the grill of your new truck oh absolutely not that'd be that that'd just be a, that'd that'd be a pain would, to clean that would be the sin You'd have to at least pay like another three or four dollars not the the do it yourself car wash and it's gonna take an extra like ten minutes of your drive on the way home and it's hot outside. Even, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, but I got, okay, real, okay. I got really morbid. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you've said is is applicable. And I completely agree with that that, that there's reasons to follow a speed limit. That being said, the question is not, is it a good idea or should we, but must we as it pertains to the Bible? Okay, I'll give you your, I'll give you your answer. It doesn't matter. That's my honest answer. Is wait, that wait, wait, wait. What doesn't matter? In mo- I would say in most cases, if I were to run a speed limit, moral, from a moral standpoint, it just doesn't matter. I almost find myself in like a neutral place because... You could learn something from it. It obviously wasn't necessarily good, but I think in the grand scheme of things, at least in my, there were not necessarily, I can't think of a sinful reason why I broke a speed limit. If I were to get pulled over for going 75 into 65, be like, well, that sucks. I'm going to pay the fine or whatever. Like, that's the rule. But I'm not going to feel a moral obligation to get on my knees by my bed and pray for forgiveness. Okay, so fair. But where's that line then? I think that's so that I think that line is something that it goes back to your intentions. Like, what is the intention of driving that speed? I'll be honest, most of the time, if I find myself speeding, I'm probably just like going with the flow of traffic. If I'm on my own, to be honest, I'm not that much of a risk taker. If I'm in the middle of the highway on my own, I'm probably going the speed limit and just throwing in cruise control. Because I'm like, I really don't care. Like, yeah, you're nodding your head right now. But I'm like, that's a point where I'm like, uh, I, it's not, but it's not for a moral reason that I'm doing that. It's just a, I don't want to deal with a cop or a rising insurance if, you know, 
I was going 30 right. over. Let me just throw this out here before, so that it's actually on the record that that our, our theology here is is talking about stuff that isn't exclusively prohibited by the Bible. You can't you you can't use the logic we're talking about here about killing somebody just because you don't feel any moral <laughs> obligation to keep them alive. You know, <laughs> just to say that we're only talking about things that are uh, minor and not against the Bible. Uh, Back to your whole thing about intention, I think is a huge part because if I, 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 I always drive five miles an hour over the speed limit. That's sometimes a little bit more if I'm like on a highway or something, but just generally speaking about five over, um, unless again, unless there's like kids playing in the street or something that, that makes me go slower. Now, if I was doing it out of spite, I think then that's when you can pull in like stuff like Romans 13 or first Peter two. If you're doing it just in spite, I think that's where those verses come into play, where you're you're intentionally disobeying the government because, honestly, because you're not honoring them. It, whether right. the law is stupid or, or good or whatever, if you're doing it just out of spite, then then that's where I think that stuff comes in. Again, there's there's nothing in the Bible that says every human law must be followed. We, te- we tend to teach that. I don't, maybe there's a verse in the that says that. I don't have anything that comes Man. to mind. That's, to give the Caesars what Caesars, give the God what God's. Right, but again, it, that's, I, I, that's that's more of a menta- that's more of a mentality thing than anything. I mean, that, they're talking about paying taxes. Like that's my point being, I, and I agree with what you said too about that. If I am, I, I go five over. If I get pulled over for going sixty and fifty five, that's like that is fair. That's that's the law, and I broke the law. I don't I don't think that's a matter of sin though, because a lot of sin is your intention. That being said, so all that being said, I don't see anything in the Bible that says that I can do that. But I also don't see anything in the Bible that says I I can't. That it's a sin if I don't. You look at the new, like, or not the New Testament, the Old Testament, and I feel like there's like a lot of things that happen in the Old Testament that's like, like, like something like two things to the two same actions will happen. One of them is like a long, it like results in a long prayer. And like maybe some sorrow, and then the other one is like an entire nation is like d- destroyed because of it. And I don't think like what we're talking about. It's like the Bible doesn't have an outline of whether or not what speed, like whether or not we should follow the speed limits or shoot fireworks or whatever. But what it does have is lessons learned from all of these different moments, from like the biggest problems people had to the smallest you know issues people had, and right. the biggest victories people had, and the smallest victories people had. And then everything in between, and I think there can be a lot of lessons learned that instead of getting, and I think where that question stems from is kind of a, at least a Christian culture that we have in like the West of like, which is honestly not bad to dig into like what is true and what is right. But also like from my point of view, at least, I don't think we have enough time slash life to live to get hung up on those little things to get hung up so much to say like, oh no, I've, I did 15 things wrong today, which I could probably guarantee you they're probably double. If you're actually trying to count how many sins you did in a day, you know, like I'm sure right. there are all sorts of things that I, I, mean, that I wasn't even aware of today. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think that's where your heart comes in and your attention comes in. And like, what are you trying to work toward? If that makes sense. And I think that's the, like, that's what I love about this question is like, that's the type of actual real answer 
that I would give as far as what is concern. Like, what is the concerning yeah, thing? Yeah, I, I think the, uh, I, I think it'd be best to say that we should, we ought to do our best to follow the law. I just, I, I don't have a solid answer because I don't think the Bible really pushes it one way or the other. Because, think, yeah. Because the Bible isn't talking, the Bible doesn't have in mind these little tiny laws that we have. Right. I mean, you know, there's a lot of emission stuff on, on cars and trucks nowadays. A lot of diesel guys take the emission stuff off their truck. Is that illegal? Yeah, technically. Would I mm. do it if I bought a new diesel truck? Absolutely. Is that a sin? I don't, I don't think you can say it's a sin, but you get into a matter of should we be doing it? Well, what's important, what I think ends up becoming important is what's our relationship to the Lord? Because if we have a true relationship with the Lord, those little things, like we don't need to worry about it because we should be having a constant conversation with the Lord. And in that moment, when you're doing something, you should be getting a little ping, a little tap on the shoulder, a little whisper in the ear, being like, hey, what are, what are we thinking here? Like, what? Why are we doing this? Because here's the other thing, and I've experienced this personally too. I think we all have that you have this little thing, this little issue, you know, whatever it is, or a little, little moment that's not, not a sin, but then that leads to like another decision and another decision and another decision. All of a sudden, now you're in an area that's most definitely sinful, you know, and that just kind of leads to one thing, to another thing, to another thing. And like habits that you build, you know, maybe it's more long-term that, you know, a couple of these little like gray area aspects if not kept in check and if you know maybe done with a you know not a great heart behind it that can also lay the foundation for something that continues to be built on and like ends up becoming sinful did jesus ever oh break, here we go did jesus ever break a civil i told law? you i told i told you i i told our listeners at some point we're going to push back on the bible i love it <laughs> did did Jesus ever break a civil? I mean, obviously he he didn't break God's law, but did he ever break a the Sabbath civil law? The Sabbath that was a well, that would be a civil law. That was definitely not a biblical because that was misinterpreted by the Jewish people. Right, but it wasn't it wasn't a governmental law. Well, I think it'd be argued the Jewish people were under the authority of. Like, just in the same way that we say we would be under the authority of the leadership of the church that we go to. The Roman Empire could have cared less about what Jews were doing on a Sunday. So, therefore, the next level of that ruling was the Jewish people and the, you know, the Pharisaic law or whatever. And they're the ones who set in place the Sabbath, which was to be held. And, you know, whether they wanted, you know, leadership-wise, they obviously missed the point but like as a country that was a cultural norm that like we're taking the sabbath because of these reasons this is the kind of the point where i would start making the argument of like follow your convictions but i don't but then i'm like what does that mean i don't agree with that if you're well in touch with the with the spirit and like people like you and me i would say that i I could say that to you if you ask me a question i could say that to you personally feel fine about it now to some of the people that are that might listen to this podcast i wouldn't be comfortable with saying that because that opens up a door to sin 
because some people aren't in touch or aren't enough in touch. They're young enough in their sanctification, whatever it may be that I wouldn't feel comfortable saying that, but I think that, that, that there is a, there is a line to that. See, they did, we, in the Bible, we have no like recollection of these petty laws and if Jesus followed them or didn't, because that would be completely pointless. Right. That's why I'm, yeah, exactly. That's like my exact point. What's our answer? I'm saying it doesn't matter. Like, as far as saying, sorry, it doesn't matter as far as sin or not sin. Like, I don't think there's a good answer for it. And I think there are more, it's more culturally relevant whether you follow a certain law or not. Like, fireworks, I would shoot fireworks off, except in the case that, like, I felt like I was, like, being disruptive to, like, a community. Or, like, I felt like it was a dangerous situation. Like our fire burn, fire ban right now here. Right. We have like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoot fireworks over there. Right. right. Like, I wouldn't, like, we were going to shoot fireworks on the 4th of July. Then we found out that the neighborhood won't allow it. And we were like, that's stupid. And we we're thinking about doing it anyway. But then we kind of thought about, like, the whole culture of the neighborhood and what they're going for. And we we're like, all right, we don't want to, like, ruin that for them. But, right. like, if, if we would have shot something off, I don't think that would have necessarily been sinful. I just think that would have been, like, very inconsiderate. Which, arguably, could have been sinful because it wasn't very loving to our neighbors who would have definitely appreciated not having fireworks. You have to somewhat rely on your own conviction. If you go against your conviction, it's a sin. If you're not going against your conviction, it may, it might, it may not be a sin. There's not a clear-cut answer. So then, I'd add to that, like when we say follow your conviction, like that puts the onus on you to like be in the word, to study it, to grow so that your conviction is solid. We need to make, we need, when you need to make those decisions. And you and have, then, you have, you, you got to think it through before you're going to set an answer for yourself. And I think here's the reality, and this is probably my biggest point that I want to set, is like, whether whether you go into a situation, like, knowingly doing something that is wrong, or like, not really, like, you do something and then after the fact, you're like, oh, that was not the greatest decision, kind of at this level, not, not big, like, murder area, but like, small, these little things that we're talking about, um... That's where I feel like the more important aspect is both both of those situations like learn from it. Like I think that's the more important thing is like what do you do from even a, even a decision that was good. Like don't just move on from anything. You know, like mm, if you're going if you're going to have like if you're going to go make fireworks, don't just go out and do fireworks. Like get a community together. Like do it like create a memory around it, you know, like don't just let something passingly go by. I think that's also a waste. We have to remember, too, I think with all of this, that we live under the New Covenant. We're not in the Old Testament. This is not a matter of, do I need to go slaughter a goat? In the end, if we have no conviction on it, again, and the Bible doesn't say that it's sinful, we're under this law of grace that if we get to heaven and we find out that it was a sin every time we were speeding, grace covers us. Yeah, but when we have this understanding of grace and under and 
a, uh, a good understanding of sin because one without the other is just going to make you stumble. When we understand both of those as well as we can as human beings, you don't let one take away from the other. Mm-hmm. And you don't let one override the other. Yeah. Because sin is key. Sin is a very important aspect of our lives and of our Christian walks. But grace is just as important there. And if we start to let one overtake the other, we've basically lost the gospel either on the front end or the back end. I mean, when we get to heaven, we're not going to get the list of everything we did wrong. It's going to be well done, good and faithful servant, period. Exactly. And we go live in eternity. And there's going to be no speed limits there. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we'll leave it there. So again, uh, thanks for listening. Again, uh, please continue to send us uh, your questions. Uh, We want to we want to know what you think. We want to give us some hardball ones. This one was a, was a little more difficult, so it was a little fun to oh, yeah. try to stumble our way through it. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, catch you next time. See ya! Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummies with wisdom.